0: Hello ladies and gentlemen, welcome to this week's edition of Panel Riot. This week we are sitting down with a brand new guest, Maria Brown is joining us. But before we can get into that, Intern Stan, uh, can you give us a little theme song? Hot damn Stan. That's that's two in a row, two in a row, buddy. Getting that getting that theme song out there, uh, folks. I'm so very excited that you've joined us this week because, uh, as I mentioned at the top of the show, we have a new guest joining me in Petri Wine Studios in beautiful Millvale, Pennsylvania. Is Miss Maria Brown. Hi, Maria. Good evening. How are you?
1: I'm very happy to be here. Long time, first time. Hey.
0: <laughs> I always wanted somebody to say that, and for it to be true. <laughs> um, so, uh, so uh, the reason that we have you in the studio uh, is because you're going to be um, kind of a, a, an ongoing featured player here on Panel Riot, a special guest, uh, hopefully recurring. Oh, am I now? <laughs> uh, I mean, that we, we did discuss that at one point.
1: Uh, the contract has not yet been finalized.
0: That's true, but... I mean, you can talk to Zeke about that. The Petri Wine family is, I mean, they use snail mail, you know?
1: Yeah, my lawyer's been meaning to talk to him about that. But you know what? We can settle that later.
0: Right, yeah. For now, uh, here on this episode, on this show, is, it is all about you. So um, let's get into a little bit um, your, your, your history with, uh, let's call it nerd culture, because you're not necessarily <laughs> um, into comic books.
1: Not as such, no.
0: Do you have do you have any history at all?
1: I would say that with, my with comic books with, <laughs> I know
0: you have a history. Oh
1: well, <laughs> been on this planet for 35 and a half years, uh, <laughs> have some history to speak of. Uh, not specifically with comic books the way that most people think about them. Mm-hmm. I would say I'm I've been comic adjacent, uh, loved, you know, reading the weekly funnies in the newspaper and I would say that I do have some Fond memories of pouring through my oldest brother's collection of Calvin and Hops. He was a big ah, fan of that. Nice. And my mother also owns a few anthologies of the far side because that's her favorite comic strip. So wonderful! I would say I have more familiarity with comic strips than okay. comic
0: books. Well, that counts, you know, just because you're not reading uh, superhero, Marvel DC comics doesn't mean you don't like comics. Um, are those, do you fall in those camps? Were those your favorite, um, comic strips
1: uh y- you know what i would probably say of the two i was more into far side i also had a fondness for peanuts mm, yeah. family circus garfield a lot of the classics
0: <laughs> sure yeah yeah uh, did you always do the uh the billy that when billy had a little trail running around through stuff in <laughs> family circus
1: uh is that the one that always ended up in not me or am i thinking of something else
0: um i think I, I don't know. It's, <laughs> it's been so long since I've read slash worked for a newspaper that uh, I have no idea.
1: Same, same, really. You know, yeah. when I talk about comic strips, you know, that's something in today's day and age. I just, can't really tell you the last time I poured through a newspaper like that. It's right. a little sad now that I think about it.
0: Yeah, we'll have to get you into web comics. Uh, it's just like comic strips, but higher quality. Mm, and, fair point and they can say fuck more <laughs> more than they do <laughs> like a lot more. a lot more yeah which is zero percent in the newspapers anyway um so nerd adjacent tell me more about that so com- i would sorry, say comic book adjacent,
1: comic book adjacent. Mm-hmm. so uh the other thing that i have dabbled in is graphic novels but i would say mm. that was that's that is very little dabbling i've had a few assigned to me <laughs> through, over the years, because I uh, my undergraduate degree was in English Lit. Uh, and I actually recall reading a graphic novel as part of my MBA program. Okay, It was about negotiations.
0: Okay. Do you remember what it was called?
1: I believe... I don't remember the exact title, but it was written by Robert Cialdini. Okay. And my negotiations professor really liked using it because it seemed to keep students a little bit more engaged when we weren't doing... Actual uh, role play scenarios with negotiations. Sure, sure. The art of persuasion—I believe that's what it was called.
0: Oh, interesting. Mm-hmm. Off to uh, if any of you uh, listeners out there have uh, have read that or heard of it, uh, write us, write in, let us know at uh, panelriot at gmail.com, because uh, I'm very curious.
1: And the other side of that, which is really made its way into the pop culture is uh, movies Mm -hmm. absolutely i've enjoyed the marvel movies that i have seen to date i've realized by now that i'm really not as much into dc comics at least not from the movie standpoint
0: Mm -hmm. um not a big batman fan
1: not really nothing against just not naturally inclined to seek out although i did see Oh, I can't recall which Batman movie it was. But unfortunately, it was the last one Heath Ledger was in before he died. That
0: was Batman, uh, the Dark Knight. That was the the, the middle one. Right.
1: Uh, And I've seen, I think, almost every Batman up to that point. But Mm -hmm. again, because that has become such an ingrained part of the pop culture lexicon, it's really it's really hard to avoid it. Yeah. Yeah. familiar with you know classic vintage Mm. batman and
0: so you didn't um you didn't see the dark Knight rises the third one in that trilogy no even though it was filmed in pittsburgh
1: i was not living in pittsburgh at the time so Uh, i don't think i was you know caught up in the mania
0: that's fair that's less incentive um okay um so not a big fan of dc that is okay you'll fit right in on the podcast (laughs) um yeah i do find that they're they're a, a bit less accessible than marvel comics. Um less jumping on points and just really dense storytelling. Dense as in thick, not dense as in stupid. Anyway, <laughs> uh go on.
1: Well, now that I think on it, I do have a handful of comics that were given to me by my oldest brother. I would say he was probably the leader of the nerd pack in my family uh also being a big fan of RPGs, mm-hmm. he has, I bet you he still has some mini-sided die somewhere <laughs> tucked away yeah. waiting to give to my nephews. <laughs>
0: uh,
1: he had a couple of Star Trek comics oh, that he gave nice. to me before he went off to college. Mm-hmm. And you know what? I believe I gave those to you.
0: I think you're correct. I really, <laughs> I think you uh, you are correct. Um, And speaking of Star Trek, I think that is the perfect segue to, um, I think, your your greatest field of expertise when it comes to topics that could be discussed on the show, and that is Star Trek. Uh, We actually met because of Star Trek.
1: In a roundabout way, yes.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So tell us about your your, uh, Star Trek history.
1: Well, I come from a family of Trekkies. Both my parents really enjoyed the series. I believe it was my dad who actually watched the original series it would have been out when he was a kid and he was really at a ripe age Mm -hmm. for that in the what mid 60s so he was a little boy and he was really into it Uh, my mom said she used to watch the original series too Uh, and uh, when I was a young child next generation was on the scene and it was a family event. Every week when it came out, the entire family would get together and watch episodes as they came out. Probably not until a few seasons in, though. I don't mm-hmm. recall watching the first two
0: seasons. That's probably why you like live. it now. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Fair point. And, uh, and then even after The, um, the Next Generation ended, mm-hmm. I was one of the few members of my family who actually uh, got into Voyager. Mm-hmm. And saw that through. I did not particularly take to Deep Space Nine, but I am willing to give it a chance. Sure. Because of the podcast that we both listened to.
0: Yeah, Synergy. Yeah.
1: (laughs) Uh, Which ties into how we met, and I'm sure we'll get to that later. Yes. I've seen all of the Next Generation movies, uh, the J.J. Abrams Universe movies, Mm -hmm. and... um, pretty much been on board with everything since you know with the Star Trek Discovery the latest series sure, yeah. in the franchise so it's um been in part been a part of my life for a very long time although i wouldn't go so far as to say that i'm a super fan maybe because i you know, i have not been to a convention mm-hmm. uh haven't gotten into sort of all of the ancillary things like there's a whole series of novels there oh, are yeah. the aforementioned comic books uh lots of ways to explore the star trek universe mm-hmm. but uh yeah as far as knowing episodes of the next generation backwards and forwards yeah by heart hard to avoid it especially when a lot of that became syndicated Mm -hmm. I believe Next Gen on TNN was a thing for a while. (laughs) Also reruns on BBC America. Mm -hmm. So uh, that's how I've been able to just know episodes like the back of my hand. And, uh, you know, the appeal has been, I think it's why a lot of people are drawn to the show, but the diversity, the storytelling, the action and adventure and the character depth that they get to in the later seasons. Mm Mm-hmm. Just you know, hooked me young and kept me interested.
0: Right, that's that's fantastic. Now, um, you you said trekky, and that's great because I don't understand. Uh, uh, it, within the past like four or five years, people have started referring to themselves as trekkers, and that feels wrong to me because it is wrong. Ah, see, that's I mean, asked and answered. That is decided. If you're calling yourself a trekker, you are incorrect change your shit um <laughs> now you mentioned the uh the movies you've seen all the next gen movies and jj uh, J. abrams and all that have you seen any of the original series only bits and pieces
1: o- okay. only enough to know there's one with whales yes uh um, there's one where spock dies
0: mm-hmm. spoilers
1: uh oh yeah sorry spoiler alert uh there's <laughs> one where kim cattrall is vulcan oh yeah I no wait about that i'm sorry I'm thinking of the wrong actress. Kirstie Alley.
0: It, yeah, Kirstie Alley. But isn't Kim Cattralli Vulcan in one of the series?
1: I can't recall exactly. Hmm. But I just know it was one of those situations where if you didn't follow their career the whole time, you would never guess that they were in a science fiction movie. Right. Of yeah, this especially character. like Star Trek. Yeah. Right.
0: Um, do you have any favorites as far as the um, next gen movies are concerned?
1: I would say first contact. Yeah. It's got everything you want. Mm -hmm. It's got Borg. Mm -hmm. It's got drunk Troy. (laughs) It's got, oh, like let's go back in time. And Mm
0: -hmm. (laughs) they really, I I watched that movie again recently and they really made a push for, um, the argument that Patrick Stewart could be an action star. Like at one point he's, He's not even wearing his action jacket. It's just like a black T-shirt, and he's like ripped. He's like full-blown right? JL pipes, and he's holding guns like a yeah and literal laser guns a rifle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's being all badass and fighting the Borg. It was pretty hot. Oh yeah,
1: yeah. He's a total silver fox.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. 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 <laughs> uh, a little side note about uh, about Patrick Stewart. Did you see? Did you see Logan? Okay, um, but the premise of Logan is that it takes place in the future, and of course, Patrick Stewart plays Professor X in all, those, in all the X-Men films, right?
1: That's correct.
0: And he's in the film, he's kind of like, he's in bad shape, and he's deteriorating, and he's old, right? They had to age Patrick Stewart to play an older man.
1: Because he's a
0: vampire. Because he's a beautiful vampire. <laughs> <laughs> Have you ever seen Dune? No. I don't know if it's him or like Sting, but one of them is mostly naked in it. But it,
1: hmm, that's got me feeling some kind of way.
0: Yeah, <laughs> I mean, it's an investment. I mean, it's a time, and I've never seen it myself. <laughs> um, but I think I think it might be uh, might be time check out a little Dune. Hmm. But he looks the same. He looks the same in Dune, which came out in whenever, as he does like today. Well, yeah.
1: Okay, he, his, his chin is not quite as tight as it was. I will say that for him.
0: I, I mean, I hope when I'm I mean, his the, age the that tell, that's...
1: Unless that's just something he's done to keep up appearances, that he actually is aging.
0: Yeah, yeah. He's had, he's had work done <laughs> to make himself look older. So uh, let's circle back around to Star Trek and our, uh, our little connection here. We are both um, friends of DeSoto.
1: Best boss I ever had.
0: That's exactly right. Um, we are listeners of the Greatest Generation podcast with uh, Ben and Adam, where they what they reviewed uh, Next Generation all the way through, and now they're working their way through DS Nine.
1: Indeed, yes.
0: <laughs> what uh, what led you to um, what led you to that show and? Kind of in podcasts in general. Oh, okay. That's a two-pronged question. Yes. I will
1: actually answer your second question first. Okay. Uh, Somebody that I was in a relationship with about 10 years ago turned me on to the Adam Carolla show, Mm -hmm. and I started listening just before his show was taken off the air because uh, KLSX was the... um, the radio station that he had a show on for many years that show that uh station changed formats and basically eliminated his show, so he took it to podcast form and since then uh, i've that's that's really what got me started into listening into podcasts. Since then, I have picked up oh goodness a lot of radio shows that are now on the radio and in podcast form. And uh, now some of them are exclusively on podcast in podcast form. A lot of NPR shows from there. I branched out into some worldwide broadcasts. I listened to a couple of BBC shows. I used to listen to some radio Netherlands, English language programming. Mm-hmm. And along the way, I've just picked up shows here and there sometimes sometimes, They're advertised, like one show might be advertised on another show, Mm -hmm. which kind of leads me to Greatest Gen. I'll get there in just a second. (laughs) One of my favorite authors, and we've discussed this, is Elizabeth Gilbert, Mm -hmm. and I follow her on Facebook. Mm -hmm. And it must have been about two years ago now when she was just getting ready to release Big Magic that she launched a podcast to go with it. Mm -hmm. And... That is what um, I started listening to just before her book came out. And then that was on the Max Fun Network. Right. And if anybody is familiar with the Max Fun Network, they do a lot of cross-advertising mm-hmm. in the commercial breaks. And it just... Actually, I remember I was walking around my neighborhood listening to an episode of Magic Lessons, which is the name of her podcast. Mm-hmm. And one of the commercial breaks uh, had, you know, a little... Um, advertisement for the greatest generation and I remember stopping in my tracks for a little bit pausing it rewinding it and being like wait a minute there's a podcast about Star Trek the Next Generation where they watch every episode of the Star Trek Star Trek the Next Generation I've seen every episode of Star Trek the Next Generation and, and so I downloaded it and started listening they were probably... Not quite done with the first season mm-hmm. when I got in. So I went back to the beginning. Yeah. Listened to everything and hit that terrible wall where you catch up with them. Yeah. And, and you, you can no wait. longer binge oh, binge that's, watch. That's and I said, worst. watch deliberately.
0: Yeah. <laughs> that's that's the worst. And actually, I don't think we've ever talked about that. That's also where I came in on the pod. Oh, yeah? We like, yeah, were just about to finish up the first season. Oh, wow. I was like, oh huh, no, I like this. Yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah, it was either towards the end of the first or the beginning of the second, something mm-hmm. like that. But yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, so that's what led me to it.
0: Awesome. Yeah. And now they're they're watching DS9, as mentioned, and you're working your way through with, with them.
1: Uh, yeah, they're dragging me along, kicking and screaming. Yeah. Because as I said before, I really could not get into DS9 during its original run. And everyone tells me the same thing. Mm -hmm. Wait until Cisco goes bald, Mm -hmm. grows a goatee. It gets a lot better. Yep. I'm still waiting for that day.
0: Like, like it's, it's so like everyone's like, oh yeah, once Riker has a beard, it gets good. But like to the episode, I know the episode (laughs) where Cisco has a beard and it's a great episode. Okay. Like I've got it in my head. I don't remember what season it is. Though.
1: <laughs> I, I've heard. I think I've heard it's around the third season. Yeah, that, that sounds about that right. That goes in, and I'm probably eleven episodes into the second. So, yeah, you know, I'm plugging along. I'm maybe a week behind gotta, from the podcast. Gotta
0: just jump. We gotta jump ahead, me and you. We just gotta push through and then get to the really good episodes. And yeah, I'm,
1: I'm gonna keep going. Wonderful. I'm gonna keep going. I'm, I'm gonna stick with it. Excellent.
0: All right, well, uh, folks, we are going to take a brief commercial break, and we will be right back with uh, more Maria Brown, more Wilbo, and more Panel Riot right after this.
2: The Petri family, the family that took time to bring you good wine, invites you to learn something that you might share with your friends. And that something is a glass of sherry before dinner. Naturally, a glass of Petri California sherry. I say Petri sherry because it's the perfect before-dinner wine. You couldn't think of a better way to begin a meal. That Petri sherry has a beautiful, inviting color like... like dark amber. And for flavor, well, you've heard sherry described many times as having a rich, nut-like flavor. But if you want to learn for the first time with those words rich and nut-like really mean. You just taste Petri Sherry. It's wonderful. Serve Petri Sherry by itself, or serve it with hors d'oeuvres, or or those little cocktail sandwiches. And incidentally, if you prefer your Sherry dry, you know, not sweet, just ask your wine merchant for Petri Pale Dry Sherry. Well, the important thing to remember is if you want Sherry, you want Petri Sherry, because that means good Sherry. (laughs)
0: And we're back. Thanks to uh, to all of our sponsors. We appreciate you. You're great. Um, and thanks for listening to the sponsors. They appreciate you, the listener, because you're great, uh, folks. We are sitting down with uh, guest Maria Brown. She is. Uh, we, we've been talking about a, a lot about Star Trek, to be honest. But uh, Maria, I'm going to ask you just a big, giant, open-ended question. Are you ready for this? Go for it. Nerd culture. What do you think?
1: <laughs> it's a thing. It is a thing. It's definitely a thing now. Mm-hmm. So, nerd culture. <laughs> I, I'm an, I call myself an OG millennial. Sure. Believe we actually do have our own generational name now. Uh, Zenial.
0: Zenial. Yeah.
1: Little too young to be Gen X, but a little too old to be a uh, classic millennial.
0: Yeah, we we've, we we straddle that that gap between like we remember rotary phones and no internet yes. and then life after
1: right and i i bring that up because i'm old enough to remember when nerds weren't cool
0: <laughs> <laughs> yep
1: yeah when uh you know you know the nerd still got beat up stuffed in their locker <laughs> and it, it just it wasn't cool to be in second grade and read at a fifth grade level. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I, uh, I, I, there was a time when, like, I never thought we would get an X-Men movie, let alone hero movies to be the most incredible thing in the world. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. huge. Mo- like, it's still, even Ant-Man, which wasn't great, there's still a certain novelty to that for me of, like, eh, it's a comic book character, and you made a movie. You know? <laughs>
1: Well, okay. It's interesting that you bring that up because now I am trying to think back to you know what what was quote nerdy that was out when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. Uh, Star Wars had released. You now it's hard to talk about this now because of now all the prequels. Yeah. Sort of the uh, the the third installment at the time. Nobody <laughs> knew yet that there would be more.
0: Yeah, Jedi.
1: Um, Return of the Jedi. Return of the Jedi. Yeah, had been. You know, released in, what, 80, 81?
0: That sounds right, Something
1: like that. So, you know, by the time I was a kid, it had been several years, and it really wasn't a thing. It was kind of fringy, you know. Maybe kids who were kids in the 70s might have still been into it. Mm -hmm. I do remember when the Superman movies came out, but I think those appealed to a lot of people because they were action movies. Yeah. And Christopher Reeve was not hard to look at. Yeah. Other than that, I do, you know, I was too young to watch the likes of Revenge of the Nerds when sure, that came yeah. out, right? Yeah, Little Kid, those were movies about college, but, you know, that was still very much the the thing. I do remember Full House and Steve Urkel and, sure, you know, sure, the, yeah. the nerd with the glasses and the, <laughs> the waist-high pants wearing high waters mm-hmm. and was just too smart for his own good. <laughs> so, you know, kind of fast forward a little bit, I think... It's universally agreed or generally agreed upon that the dot-com bubble is kind of what brought that culture, like, you know, high-tech geeks who tinkered around in garages for a while. And then (laughs) this big groundswell came up as everybody started to get online in homes. Mm -hmm. Everybody had a website. Everybody was Angel Fire. Yeah, Angel Geo Fire. Cities. Geo Cities. Yeah. 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 Uh, Homestead, Home something, Homestead. Home, I want to say it was Homestead. Homestead. I had a. I think I had a website. That on. Sounds right.
0: Home, yeah. Oh no, you're, you're thinking of Homestar Runner. No, that was oh, that little animated guy. No,
1: I'm thinking. I was thinking of a domain, but Homestar Runner. But that's another example. I was in college when that. Was popular Mm -hmm. at the height of its popularity, Mm -hmm. and so you think about think about it by the late '90s, early 2000s. You know, more people were starting to access technology that was prior to that really just in universities, colleges, and the military, the government, right? So, you know, things just started creeping into the pop culture lexicon. And people started appreciating technology more and mm-hmm. suddenly it's like, oh, you know, the geeks will inherit the earth and the guy you made fun of, you're going to be working for him. And, <laughs> you know, it's, it's just really part of a much bigger picture of the industry and economy and the rise of knowledge workers as, right. you know, as as IT and high tech is where a lot of the well-paying jobs are. Whereas manufacturing and things, things that were considered, you know, more blue collar, Mm -hmm. working with your hands. So you you just kind of like see that shift in pop culture and the economy and everything. Like Mm -hmm. it's all interconnected. And so fast forward to 2018 and there's (laughs) thinkgeek.com. Yeah. Movies about, Marvel characters that actually I didn't, because I'm not very familiar with comic books, didn't realize that they weren't very popular. Uh, You and I saw a live podcast taping last week. Yes, we did. In which the host, John Lovett, the Mm -hmm. show is Love It or Leave It,
0: Mm -hmm. was... Crooked Media on
1: the Crooked Crooked Media Network.
0: Network. We are just plugging, I mean, the free advertising for all podcasts that we enjoy today.
1: You need some reciprocal agreement.
0: I completely agree. Yeah,
1: (laughs) but but he was explaining to the audience about how the and you've explained this to me as well about how the there's a long game in place here, right? With all of these Marvel movies, it started 10 years ago. Oh, yeah, and I remember going to see the first Iron Man when it came out. I had no idea that this was not a character that was already, you know, very popular.
0: Yeah. In that particular universe. I I, I remember when when that movie was coming out, and I'm like, Jesus, they're making an Iron Man movie. Nobody likes Iron Man. Nobody gives a shit about the Avengers. <laughs> and then and the, and the reason why they went with that is because they didn't have the rights to the X Men, and the X Men have traditionally been the hot property, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but he turned it around <laughs> right so you know
1: thinking about things that were once obscure are now very have a very wide appeal
0: mm-hmm.
1: so nerd so back to nerd culture sure i think nerd culture is it's, you know generally understood to be if you're into sci-fi um maybe fantasy we that's debatable Mm-hmm. To whether fantasy really where that overlap is uh, with nerd culture, like if I'm, I, I know people who would not consider some themselves to be nerdy, but they are very into Game of Thrones, for example. Oh yeah,
0: yeah. No, I think I think because of the you know popularization and mainstreamness, whatever of of this quote nerd culture, you know. things like Game of Thrones are possible, Mm -hmm. you know, and just the fanatical fall. I mean, Westworld, Westworld is massive and that is essentially a sci-fi show.
1: Mm -hmm. Right. So with being into science fiction and um, gaming, Mm -hmm. that's another, I mean, I'm sure that could be its own topic. Totally, Gaming culture, which admittedly, I'm not very familiar with. Like my interest and skill level kind of stopped with, mario kart on
0: super (laughs) nintendo
1: and i'm okay with it yeah uh it but it's you know it's very pervasive it's cool cool now to yeah uh you know have throwback references to old tv shows from when we were kids remember he-man and teenage mutant ninja turtles Mm -hmm. and you know being into that now there's an element of nostalgia, but I think that also counts as sort of like nerdy things, like being into things that are no longer hip and today and popular. Right. Yeah. But now they're, th- but they are mm-hmm. right. Come yeah.
0: Back. Now I think, um I think there's, as with all things, there's good and bad because I mean, it's been a long, long standing pet theory of mine that um the reason why this stuff is becoming so popular now is because we liked it because we liked it when we were kids, you know, and now we're the adults and we got into the tech industry and we're making a lot of money. So we are the ones that you, they want to market this stuff to, Mm -hmm. you know, they've, they've seen profitability. They saw profitability in it then because I mean, Saturday morning cartoons were essentially toy commercials. Mm -hmm. And now those kids are all grown up and we have kids of our own. Well, you and I don't have kids of our own, Um, but you know, the greater we, uh, our generation has kids and they want, they want us to connect with this pop culture stuff so that we will give it to our kids.
1: Well, and that's what has been fascinating for me is to see some of that come back around and be new and fresh. I'll never forget the first time I realized Ninja Turtles. Wait, that's back? Yeah. (laughs) That's a new cartoon? Mm Mm-hmm. Oh man, they look totally different now. Uh, uh, They look like uh, I want to say My Little Pony, but that's not quite right.
0: The Uh, the the, the way they're stylized, yeah, yeah. I could see that. Yeah,
2: yeah.
1: So it's uh, it's I think it's it's pretty pervasive now. It's not just jocks and nerds anymore. Like people have accepted things that were once considered uncool or fringy or unpopular. I think just about everybody can find an element that they are into, whether it's sort of having the nerd cred, which is a whole <laughs> other, um, the whole thing, <laughs> sometimes problematic thing of, you know, who decides who's truly a nerd or not. Sure, but, yeah. um,
0: which the answer to that is fucking nobody, nobody, <laughs>
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, but, uh, you know, somebody who may have previously thought of themselves as, you know, oh no, I'm just not into any of that stuff. Well, they enjoyed the movies, right? They yeah. they saw the Avengers and they really liked it. Well guess what, pal? Yeah. <laughs> that's part of the that's part of the whole nerdy universe. Mm-hmm. Maybe if you don't go so far back as to having read all of the comics from the time you were a kid mm-hmm. or you know, having played D D since it's inception since thacko. or you know you okay perhaps you did not teach yourself code on a trash 80 computer Mm -hmm. like my oldest brother did again (laughs) i am calling him out (laughs) (laughs) he's never stopped being a nerd he actually went on to study engineering oh lovely at the air force academy Mm -hmm. now he flies jets like he that's pretty nerdy actually when you think about it how much he's had to
0: study for that yeah so the word i mean the word nerd Mm -hmm. does it does it really have meaning anymore, or is it has it become like a synonym for enthusiast?
1: You know what I have tended to think of nerd as enthusiast versus the term geek. Mm-hmm. I, I think a lot of times those are used interchangeably, but I've come to look at nerd as I'll oh, I'm a total nerd about you know fill in the blank here. For me, actually, it's Disney. Yeah. That I think that that is another uh, topic yeah. <laughs> that could be explored. Uh, but I, I tell people like oh, yeah I'm a total nerd about Disney and the parks and you know I know things about it that the average park goer or mm. movie fan might not necessarily know.
0: Sure. Now, do you mean about the parks or about Disney in general? Uh, both. Okay. Both, because um, I was gonna say, I mean, you used to work at Disney. True. So, I mean, you've got a leg up there.
1: Yes, that and that. Yeah, that's true. I was pretty well immersed in it for mm-hmm. a long time, mm-hmm. uh, but even then, like when it comes to the movies, uh, for example, okay, you you could probably call me on the carpet now, but I knew <laughs> Aladdin, at least I Aladdin knew at reference? one point at least knew. <laughs> all of the voice actresses' names of all of the princesses, uh, for example. Nice. Okay. Uh, and, and, you know, that, that, you know, you might say, well, you know, that's kind of being a film film nerd. Film buff, actually. Why is it film buff and not film nerd?
0: Because uh, the I think the phrase film buff came along before nerd became a synonym mm. for enthusiast.
1: Fair point. Yeah. Uh, but getting back to my original point, I think... It's become fairly commonplace for people to say, "Oh, yeah, I'm a total nerd about you know just any subject anthropology, yeah, literature, oh yeah, cars, right." Whereas I think maybe geek has perhaps retained that classic um, affiliation mm-hmm. with comics, gaming, certain I th- activities. Yeah, I think
0: I, I think that's entirely possible. Mm-hmm. But you know, I I also kind of wonder like were, were we both live in the pittsburgh region right Mm -hmm. so it kind of makes me wonder like what if it's a regional thing like if you if you were to go out to like wyoming would nerd and geek mean the same thing as it means here on the the east coast you know
1: interesting question
0: yeah i'm curious i'm always curious about like the way language is used and etymology and all that stuff and the way words evolve you know what I mean?
1: Yes, I think we've had this conversation briefly mm-hmm. uh, because my background is pretty varied, uh, which is to say that my family—it uh, can't—it's not really all contained in one area. Mm-hmm. My mother grew up in Los Angeles. My father grew up in Cleveland. I grew up everywhere in between.
0: Nice. <laughs> so when it comes to
1: usage of words. I think I'm, I use a lot of different, I've peppered in a lot of different phrases that are local to different areas because of where I was born, where mm-hmm. I, you know, learned to talk and then where I lived for several years throughout my childhood and how I've moved around since then and mm-hmm. now adopting Pittsburgh as my yeah. hometown.
0: For instance, you say gum band all the time. <sighs> <laughs>
1: He's lying, folks. (laughs) That's one of the I I have. While I have dropped the infinitive to be,
0: to be, yeah,
1: I will never, never give into gum band or pop.
0: I okay, we're gonna go on tangent. Um, So (laughs) (laughs) um, I'm I'm convinced that uh, gum band is the earlier form of rubber band. I'm still investigating the etymology of that. I can tell you. Please, yeah, by all means.
1: Well, for anybody who doesn't know a lot about the Pittsburgh region, it has a historic connection to immigrants that came over from Poland, Italy, and Germany. And if you know about uh, the Pennsylvania Dutch, that's actually a misrepresentation of the word Deutsch, which means German. Mm -hmm. A lot of the German language has kind of found its way into... Certain uh, certain regions in Pennsylvania, probably more commonly central PA, again because that's where the Pennsylvania Dutch, aka the Amish, live. Sure. Uh, but in Pittsburgh specifically, gum band actually comes from gummi band, which mm-hmm. is the German word for rubber band. Okay. So it just sort of evolved into gum band from okay. gummi band.
0: So where does? Hmm. Interesting.
1: Yeah. Yeah, so it's German language made its way into yeah, into local, the lexicon, local Pennsylvania Yinzur dialect.
0: I don't, uh, I don't mean to be uh, forward, but will you be on the show like all the time? <laughs> <laughs> because that was awesome.
1: <laughs> and I, I, well, I guess I can say I'm a little bit of a nerd about German culture. Yeah. So see, it, see, it's your second in. language. It, right? Yes. My second language as opposed to French, which is my second, second language.
0: Excellent. <laughs> Very cool. Um, Jesus, how did we get here? What, we, <laughs> we went on a tangent. We've we're, meandered. We're, we have meandered. meandered a bit. What, what were we talking about? Nerd culture. What words mean? Nerd,
1: nerd culture. Yeah. And, you know, what, what does that mean? Yeah. So perhaps that's a debate. That our listeners can jump in on you know where where do you fall and what is nerd culture what does that mean what does the word
0: nerd mean to you yeah yeah versus geek
1: what's the difference is there a difference yeah are they mostly interchangeable
0: yeah yeah no that's that's great um please we do want to hear your thoughts on this send us emails uh panelriot at gmail.com um and uh Let's just go for that now, uh, because, you know, we're we're on Twitter and stuff, but Twitter sucks. So, uh, (laughs) Only if you don't know how to use it properly. That's correct. And boy, do most people not. Mm. Uh, All right, Maria, uh, thank you again for uh, for being here on the show. Um, Is there anything you want to plug? Um, Personal projects or even just other people's stuff?
1: I think we've done quite a bit of plugging of other people's stuff at this point, and there is not yet anything that I... Feel ready to unleash upon the world. Okay. If you do want to follow me on social media, I believe the one public account I have left is Twitter. Okay. My handle is Ria Lucia eighty mm-hmm. two. Unfortunately, I lost Ria Lucia many years ago to somebody who I think lives in Japan. Hmm. Interesting. I'll have to investigate that.
0: Okay. Um and actually in asking you that it reminded me of uh something else something new that we were introducing on the show and that is um uh the panel riot book club so to speak uh we'll end each episode with uh reading recommendations now um normally we do comic books but uh in your case i think we can uh bend the rules a bit what um what would you recommend uh, for our readers to take a look at. Or should I go first so you can think about it? You go first since okay. you completely put me on the spot. Okay. Um, let's see here. What have I been reading? Um, you know what? Uh, I just wrapped up um, The Mighty Thor, uh, which is the arc where uh, Jane Foster became Thor for a while and, you know, regular old Thor Odinson became um, unworthy. But um, yeah, that whole run on The Mighty Thor was spectacular from beginning to end. The art was absolutely gorgeous, Uh, the writing, and I am really, really sad uh, to see that go and to see that era end. So um, hopefully it's something that they'll revisit in the future. But in the meantime, go out and get your hands on every single issue of The Mighty Thor that you can. You will not be disappointed. Uh, Maria what do you got
1: Okay I am ready with my book recommendation (laughs) I just finished reading What it means when a man falls from the sky Mm -hmm. It's a collection of short stories By uh, I'm going to butcher her name Leslie Neka Armaya
0: There has never been an episode Where we did not butcher someone's name (laughs) Fabulous okay It's it's a theme
1: (laughs) And watch what I'm about to do here So I found out about this book From the LeVar Burton Reads (laughs) podcast
0: (laughs) Yes.
1: And unless you've been under a rock for the last 30 plus years, you'll know that LeVar Burton played Geordie LaForge on Star Trek The Next Generation. Boom. See how I tied that all back together?
0: That's incredible.
1: Anyway, this book, it's a collection of short stories. What it means when a man falls from the sky is a story that LeVar Burton read on his podcast, which is all about short stories that he enjoys. And that particular episode stuck out to me so much that when he mentioned that this was part of a larger collection of books, I went out, put this on my to-read list. I finally got to it earlier this month, and I could hardly put it down. It's amazing. Interesting. Yeah. Great collection of stories that really got you into them and then left you wanting more. You know, ranging from just a few pages to a longish essay. Uh, most of these stories center around women uh, who are either in Nigeria or they're Nigerian-American immigrants and just different perspectives and experiences of these women, girls and women, young girls and women, and their families, their relationships to the women in their lives or even the men in their lives. But a lot of these stories really center around women, which is a topic I'm passionate about because... I am a woman. Wonderful.
0: Uh, What was the name of the book one more time?
1: What it means when a man falls from the sky.
0: Fantastic. Uh, Maria, thank you so, so very much for joining us. And uh, folks, thank you for joining us as well. Uh, Literally, we um, couldn't do it without you. So um, if you want more Panel Riot, you can check it out. Check us out at panelriot.com. And uh, you can also go to our Patreon from that page. We would... Just love some donations. That would be uh, that would be fantastic. Uh, on to that end, thank you to our generous patrons: uh, Ed Burke at Ed Burke Thirty Seven, Ellen Shergay at Coyotitude, Meredith Staten at Mayor Bear Doodles, the Great at Sorgatron, John Carmen at Carmen Avenue, and our intern, Stan Fan level patron producer Corey at CJ McThunder. On a scale of one to ten, they are the best um as i mentioned we all do have twitters if you must um we've got at panel riot i'm at dj lunchbox you can follow intern stan at intern stan uh find out what's going on with our production company uh petri wine at petri wine um our normal co-hosts who are unfortunately not here this week at t square three and at tezik um and maria your twitter one more time
1: ria lucia that's r-i-a-l-u-c-i-a 82
0: Fantastic! Uh, please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. There is n- very few better ways um, to, you know, get the word out uh, about the show. I'd greatly appreciate that. And hey, you know, tweet us, tweet, tweet about us. You know, spread the word. Word of mouth is um, is a is a powerful tool. Uh, as mentioned, you can email us at panelriot at gmail dot com. Um, yeah, so that's about it. Thanks for listening, True Believers, uh, and until next week. We still don't have a catchphrase. Do you have any catchphrase ideas, Maria?
1: Not at this time.
0: Not at this time. Until next week, not at this time. Find out more at sorgatronmedia.com
2: Let's go out to the lobby, let's go out to the lobby, let's go out to the lobby and have ourselves some wine. Petri wine.